I honestly thought I'd covered all the bases, that I'd looked at the CMA investigation from every conceivable angle. I'd considered the impact upon the companies named in the probe into bid rigging within the UK demolition sector. I spoke about the possible impact upon the employees of those companies. I talked at length about the likely reaction from clients, particularly any that find they paid over the odds for some past demolition work that was rigged from the get-go. I questioned why demolition trade bodies were failing in their duty to uphold industry standards by their apparent refusal to expel any companies that brought their respective organisations into disrepute. And I also raised the question of how the CMA investigation might impact upon the industry's already tarnished reputation with the general public. But I missed an angle. Even though it was there staring me right in the face, I failed to spot another potential area of fallout from the CMA debacle. However, I received an email last night that showed me the light. In fact, it actually showed me more dark. I won't reveal the name of the person that sent me the email because I don't want to cause them any issues down the line. But here is what the email said. Firstly, I would like to say I'm a great fan of your shows, especially the interesting developments of the CMA investigation. I like the no-holding-back approach. But my question to you is this. I've recently achieved my Black Demolition Manager CCDO card, and I'm planning to join the IDE and apply to do my foundation degree in demolition management to push forward my career. I want to move to a Tier 1 contract, so I'll get the opportunity to learn from the very best in the industry. But with the CMA investigation going on, would it be wise to apply to the companies involved, or should I look at a Tier 2 contractor pushing for Tier 1 status? I would really appreciate your opinion on this, as I love being placed at the deep end, as it's the only way to test yourself, but I wouldn't want to damage my reputation and hard work by moving to a contractor that will have their name dragged through the mud, and possibly my name too. Now, before we get into the meat of all this, I will say here what I said in my response to the individual that sent the email. It's very clear that you are taking your demolition career seriously. A Tier 1 or a Tier 2 contractor will be lucky to have a person with your drive and foresight on their team. But now we're done with the niceties, what does that say about the state of the industry? We have a person here that has already undergone a great deal of training and gained a great deal of experience in order to secure their black card. They are precisely the kind of dynamic and committed person the industry is crying out for. They should be, and they are, precisely the kind of person that demolition companies are falling over themselves to attract. And yet, they are now forced to make career choices based, at least in part, upon which employers to avoid. As ever, I can turn to a footballing analogy that sums up this situation perfectly. A decade or so ago, Manchester United were the biggest team, not just in the UK, but in the world. They were winning everything. And as a result, they were a magnet attracting some of the very best players in the world. But with the departure of long-term manager Sir Alex Ferguson, things took a turn for the worse. The team began to slide down the league table. They stopped winning trophies. And suddenly, the world's best and most ambitious players were not attracted to Old Trafford, but to nearby Manchester City and Liverpool. Unable to attract the top-class talent upon which they previously relied, Manchester United started to slide even further down the league table. They were no longer the threat they once were. 
As a West Ham fan, I used to dread the two games against the Red Devils each year. Now I see those fixtures as a potential six points. So coming back to all things demolition, there are some big-name contractors that could now find themselves cast as the Manchester United of the industry. They may now find it harder to win and to win big. Their ability to attract and retain the best people will, therefore, be impacted and impaired. And without the constant supply of dynamic new talent, they too could find themselves sliding down the league table. All of which informed my response to the person that sent me the email. I pointed out there were some very good teams out there doing some truly great work. That those teams were already competing with the top teams in the country and that they now have an opportunity to win and to win big themselves. That those teams have a stable management that's not likely to change any time soon. And I meant every word. But I can't help thinking that, in the midst of a major skill shortage that is worsening by the day, the industry may have just shot itself in the foot. Or, more accurately, it's been shot in the foot by a handful of big-name contractors. I'm also left with this thought. With the Manchester United-level teams of the demolition world unable to attract the talent that was once drawn to it like a moth to a flame, those Tier 2 companies, the West Hams and the Arsenals of the demolition business, now have the opportunity to grab some of that talent for themselves. Those companies are already competing for industry silverware, but with the addition of some new talent, there may be no stopping them. As a final point, I'll leave you with this thought. There was a time when Manchester United fans referred to Manchester City as their noisy neighbours. Those same fans now have to watch from afar, as those noisy neighbours go from strength to strength, while their own team seems to move from one crisis to another. In the world of demolition, there are plenty of noisy neighbours just waiting for their chance to shine. <laughs>